Welcome to Your Health To Go, brought to you by Demystifying Your Health, providing the clarity that you need. I'm Ashley Wood, registered nurse and author, your host. In each episode, we take a health topic that's important to you and break it down into easy to understand information. We also discuss the most common treatments and preventative techniques. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Today's topic is hay fever. You're visiting your grandmother in her suburban house, and she notices that you're sneezing, have red eyes, and a runny nose. She says that you have hay fever. You tell her that's not possible because you haven't been around any hay. What is hay fever? How is it treated? Can you prevent it? Hay fever, or allergic rhinitis, got its name in the 19th century from the idea that the smell of hay in the summer irritated the body. However, we've come to learn that this isn't the case. Instead, it's an allergic response to allergens that can be outdoors, like pollen, or indoors, such as dust mites or pet dander. When your body is exposed to these substances, it causes your immune system to produce antibodies that result in the release of histamine into your bloodstream, which leads to the symptoms. Certain things can trigger it at specific times of the year. Tree pollen is high in early spring, whereas grass pollen is common in the late spring or early summer, and ragweed pollen occurs in the fall. Individuals who are sensitive to dust mites or pet dander may notice an increase in symptoms during the winter when they spend more time inside. Hay fever symptoms are runny nose, nasal congestion, watery, itchy, or red eyes, sneezing, coughing, itchy nose, mouth, or throat, post-nasal drip, swollen or blue-colored skin under the eyes, and fatigue. These sound very similar to cold symptoms, so how do you tell the difference? Well, with hay fever, you'll have a runny nose with thin, watery discharge and no fever. Symptoms usually start immediately after exposure to allergens and last as long as you're exposed. If you have the common cold, you'll have a runny nose with watery or thick yellow discharge, body aches, and a low-grade temperature. Symptoms start about one to three days after exposure to the virus and last about three to seven days. Some things can increase your chances of having hay fever, such as having other allergies, asthma, eczema, a blood relative with allergies or asthma, a mother who smoked during the first year of a child's life, or living and working in an environment that constantly exposes you to allergens. There are several complications of hay fever. One is a reduced quality of life because it interferes with your enjoyment of activities and leads to work or school absences. Other complications include poor sleep, worsening asthma, cyanitis, and ear infections. The first step in treating hay fever is to avoid your trigger. For those who have problems with pollen or mold, close your doors and windows during pollen season, don't hang laundry outside to dry, use air conditioning in your house and car, use an allergy-grade filter in your home ventilation system and change it regularly, Avoid outdoor activity in the early morning because that's when pollen counts are the highest. Stay indoors on dry and windy days. 
Use a dehumidifier to reduce indoor humidity. Use a high-efficiency particulate air, or HEPA, filter in your bedroom and other rooms where you spend a lot of time. Avoid mowing the lawn or raking leaves. And wear a dust mask when cleaning your house or gardening. If you have an issue with dust mites, use allergy-proof covers on your mattresses, box springs, and pillows. Wash sheets or blankets in water that is heated to at least 130 degrees Fahrenheit. Use a dehumidifier and air conditioner to reduce indoor humidity. Vacuum carpets weekly with a vacuum cleaner equipped with a small particle or HEPA filter. Spray insecticides designed to kill dust mites inside your house, and they must be improved for indoor use on carpets, furniture, and bedding. And consider removing carpeting if you're highly sensitive to dust mites. If you're sensitive to cockroaches, block cracks and crevices where they can enter, fix leaky faucets or pipes, wash dishes and empty garbage daily, sweep fruit crumbs from counters and floors, store food, including pet food, in a sealed container, and consider professional pest extermination services. For those allergic to pet dander, keep pets out of your home, if possible, keep pets out of your bedroom and off furniture, and bathe dogs twice a week. It's important to note that the benefit of bathing cats hasn't been proven. If your hay fever isn't severe, you can use over-the-counter medication to treat it. Just remember that not all of them are approved for use in children. Some options include nasal corticosteroids, antihistamines, which can come in the form of pills, nasal sprays, or eye drops, decongestants, which come in the form of tablets or nasal sprays, and chromalin sodium nasal spray. You can also try rinsing your sinuses with distilled sterile water via a squeeze bottle or neti pot. It's vital only to use distilled sterile water to prevent any bacteria from entering your sinuses. You should also clean the device with sterile distilled water as well. If these don't work, your doctor can prescribe you a leukotriene modifier, nasal ipotropium, or oral corticosteroids. For those with severe hay fever, your doctor may recommend allergy shots or allergy tablets. With either of these, you gradually expose your body to increasingly larger amounts of your allergy in an effort to desensitize it. Unfortunately, there isn't a way to prevent hay fever. The goal is to lessen symptoms by reducing your exposure to the allergens that cause them. One way to do this is to take allergy medicine before you start experiencing symptoms. If you're unsure of the best way to do this, your doctor can guide you. Hay fever isn't a pleasant thing to deal with, but by taking steps to reduce your symptoms, you'll be back to yourself in no time. If you have any questions or concerns about hay fever, please speak with your doctor. If you'd like more information, please visit the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology's Allergic Rhinitis page. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you found the material to be valuable and helpful, please tell your friends about us. We're on social media, so like and follow us there to stay up to date on our latest information. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Stay healthy, and please join us next time on Your Health To Go. Now, time for the legal statement. Please keep in mind that the content we provide 
is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified competent health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Your Health To Go or seen on the Demystifying Your Health site. Demystifying Your Health does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned. Reliance on any information provided by Demystifying Your Health, its employees, others appearing at the invitation of Demystifying Your Health, or other visitors to the site is solely at your own risk. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately.